Hey friends, it's Mark James. Oh, today's a big day. It's Sunday. It's the last day of the walking challenge. Now I weighed at 19 stone one this morning. I know that is shit, okay? I've put weight on this week, haven't I? I've put half a stone on. So the question is, <laughs> did I do the walking challenge? I set myself a challenge to do 200,000 steps this week, which would have equated to roughly... 100 miles. So did I do it or not? Well, for that answer, you'll have to wait until tomorrow because it's not over yet, is it? Because it's still Sunday. So until the challenge is actually finished, I don't feel that I should give you what the facts are, how close I was to making it, if I made it, whether I missed altogether, whether I completely overshot and smashed it. Who knows? Nobody knows what happened, so I can't tell you that yet. But you'll find out tomorrow. I did promise you, though, that I was going to tell you the virginity story today, didn't I? <laughs> oh, I've trailed it for a week. There's no getting out of it now. So on today's episode, I will tell you how I lost my virginity. That's it. It's going to happen. There's no getting away with it. Socially distanced for the wankers. We're doing it all. Um, Sarah just reminded me of a funny story. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I told you that we had eggs the other night because they'd had eggs royale. We've actually just had eggs. Uh, well, Sarah and I had eggs Benedict. Joshua had eggs royale. So we had it with ham. They, he had it with salmon, uh, as is his request. But um, I tried to make it once. Now, do you remember maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you about the time that I got really drunk trying to make the uh, old fashions because I forgot that they were alcohol because I got too obsessed and I just made loads of them. Well, um, I did the same thing with Eggs Royale. I was trying to get really good at making it. A poached egg is hard. Sarah's awesome at it. She makes poached eggs like there's no tomorrow. Honestly, like the Ritz or something. She just, somehow, she poaches a perfectly shaped, perfectly soft, everything egg. Exactly like it's supposed to be. Um, I, on the other hand, do not. So I decided I wanted to. So I bought a box of eggs I think it might have been 10. <laughs> this story would be less ridiculous if it was six. But this was about five years ago. I probably wouldn't do this now because it's wasteful on the food. But um, I really wanted to practice and make the eggs perfect. I say it's wasteful on the food because my friend Joe will have a go at me at wasting eggs because, you know, uh, he thought I was eating three chickens a day at one point and that was no good. I was eating three chickens a week with the chicken breasts. But uh, so I don't want to waste eggs either. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Anyway, so I had like, t I think it was 10 eggs and um, I put the first two in to try and poach them and I totally balls them up. Within a minute, I could tell. So I tipped the water out, boiled it again, tried the second two. Um, they were starting to look all right, but no good. Then I put the next two in. And yeah, it was six eggs. It was six. So I put the first two in, balls them up. Second two started to look all right. I put the sauce on, the hollandaise sauce. Um, you have to heat it gently in a pan. So uh, I put the sauce on and then they, them two eggs failed and I thought, well, never mind. So I got the last two eggs and I'm determined. I'm very careful. I've got like the right amount of water. It's the right heat. I'm swirling the water in the correct way. I drop the eggs in. The eggs are absolutely... Mwah! I just did that thing there where you put your fingers to your mouth and you, mwah, you kiss as you move your fingers away. They were perfection. They were perfect eggs. Heston Blumenthal, Gordon Ramsay, and my own wife would have been proud to see these eggs. I took them out of the pan, out of the, the water. Uh, I placed them delicately onto the English muffin and uh, they'd already had ham on it, which I'd pre-toasted and was lovely. I looked over at my pan, which I'd been no, paying no attention to. <laughs> 
split the sauce, didn't I? I messed the sauce up. So the holidays sauce had split and it was like butter and egg or whatever it is in the pan, butter and mayonnaise. The sauce was ruined, which pissed me off so much that I picked up the plate with the eggs on and smashed it against the wall. <laughs> like a petulant little child I just, so I messed up two eggs finally get them right split the sauce bailed the eggs off anyway so I never had it Sarah came to the kitchen she said what the hell's happening in here and Ely started crying I said I don't know I just finally got the eggs right and I split the sauce and she started to laugh which thankfully helped so uh, yeah she said do you want me to make you some eggs Benedict I said, yeah, go on then. So she made it perfectly first time, which pissed me off more than anything else. <laughs> but never mind. Um, so I didn't have any eggs. Well, I did have them, but she made them. And I've never got good at making them since. But that is how I do things. I make the same thing every day for weeks until I can make it. Um, speaking about going on for weeks to try and make something happen, I ought, there's this company, they're called Sockaholic. Sockaholic, all one word. And they make socks. They make really cool socks. My favourite film, as many of you may already know, because I'm sure I've mentioned it, is The Shining. Uh, they made some socks that were the carpet pattern. You know that hexagonal uh, brown-orange kind of pattern that's on the carpets in the Overlook Hotel in The Shining? They made socks that had that on them. Now, I use that pattern in my act for a couple of things. My pen is that pattern, and a couple of other little nods towards that film are secretly hidden within my act. Anyway, uh, this company bring out these socks of the Shining Pine. I'm all over them. I can't wait. So I order them and I order, um, I ordered six pairs. Now these socks are expensive. That's why I ordered six pairs because I don't want to wear them into the ground. But I wanted to wear them on stage because when they get a little flash of my sock and it matches my pen and my cufflinks and those other things, I thought, well, that'll be nice. So I ordered six pairs. Only one pair arrived. And they were the wrong ones. <laughs> they weren't the shining socks. They were a totally different thing altogether, some random pattern. So I was furious. So I emailed them to tell them that uh, I'd actually been sent someone else's order or whatever. They didn't reply to the email. So I emailed again and again and again. I tried to call. Nobody ever answered. I was never, ever able to get in touch with them. It went on for ages. In the end, I gave up. Um, I ordered direct with my card. I couldn't get a refund. It just went to nothing. I was so annoyed. Anyway, recently, last week, they started to advertise and it came up on my Facebook and Instagram simultaneously. And I thought, well, this is my chance. I'm going to message them. So I left comments on their thing. No replies to my comments. Comment Replies to other people's comments. Uh, I messaged them directly on um, their messenger thing. No reply to that. A couple of the messages got read, but never replied to. So finally, I sent them a message and I decided to take the approach of uh, Eminem in the Stan. Uh, you know the song Stan? I decided to change the words to that rap to be about the fact that they hadn't sent me my socks and were ignoring me. So you'll have to imagine there. My tears gone cold, I'm wondering why. You'll have to imagine that in the background. Here's what I wrote them. Dear Sockaholic, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left an Insta, Facebook and an email. I ain't trolling. I sent a few messages back in 2016. You must not have got them. There probably was a problem with your Wi-Fi or something. Sometimes I type addresses too sloppy when I jot them. But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, guys? How's your sock game? I'm feeling pretty chilly because I'm barefoot when I frolic. That's why I ordered socks from you guys, because you're sockaholic. I read about your socks on Facebook, man, I'm sorry. I ordered them on your website and then kicked back without a worry. 
I know you hear this every day, but I'm The Shining's biggest fan. I even love the documentary about Room 237, man. I got a room with a sock drawer full of socks and stuff, but Cam, I just tell you that I'm still waiting for your delivery van. Anyway, I hope you get this, then hit me back just to chat. You're almost fan. This is Stan. My feet's gone cold, I'm wondering why. Got out of bed at all. My toes are rubbing on the inside. Cause I'm not wearing socks. And even if I did, they would all be grey. Because yours didn't come at all. Then you ignore me. And it feels so bad. It's been four years too long. That was what I sent them. (laughs) So far, no reply. Fuckers. Um, Right, this is it then. The last... Let's let's finish this episode. Should we do the virginity story then? Should I get to it? Should I go all out and tell you where, where it's at? So, um, when I was 16, I went out with this girl <clears throat> who was very nice and she was 17 and, uh, we were going out for a little while and the, you know, the, the prospect of having sex finally came up. Oh gosh. Um, she asked me if I was a virgin and I said no, which I was. I don't know why I said that. I just didn't want to seem like a schmuck, like I was green, a schlub, you know, like I didn't know what I was doing. So I said, yeah, no, of course I'm not. I've slept with loads of girls. <laughs> I knew less about it than a Tibetan monk knows about alcohol and gambling. I mean, honestly, I couldn't have been any less informed. It wasn't like these days where it was all over the internet and stuff. I had nothing. I just had friends who told me apocryphal tales, like they thought you were supposed to put your balls in as well. Which, by the way, I was absolutely stunned to hear on the in-betweeners as a joke. So I wonder if that was a bit of a, a bit of a regular thing that teenagers thought, but I was sure you were trying to, you were supposed to try and cram your balls in. Anyway, you're not supposed to, for anybody that's listening, um, that's wondering. <laughs> Although this podcast is uh, marked over 18s only explicit content, so you shouldn't be listening, unless of course you're over 18 and you're still a virgin, in which case you have my deepest sympathies, good luck. I hope you uh, try your best and don't put your balls in. Anyway, so uh, I'm with this girl and the night finally arrives. Her mother, who was extremely religious, <laughs> had gone out for the night, maybe to the bingo or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. And I was staying around there, but we weren't allowed to sleep in the same room. So uh, I slept in a spare room at the end of the kind of corridor and she, they had two spare rooms, actually. Um, it was quite a big old house, but there was just the two of them. <clears throat> um Her father wasn't on the scene. It was just her and her mum lived in this house together. Anyway, um, so mum's out, extremely religious. And uh, we finally get to it. Now, this is where my problem started because we started to do the act. And I didn't know, aside from the balls thing, the other misconception I had about sex was that for it to be good, I thought that what you had to try and do was squeeze in as many different positions as was humanly possible in the allotted amount of time that you were given. <laughs> so we looked like we were taking the photographs for a couple's naked yoga magazine uh, demonstration. It was very awkward. As soon as we got into any sort of rhythm, um, I would switch it up and change it round and swap us over and just try anything I could, anything different and I was getting absolutely nowhere near to finishing and neither was she basically we're getting nowhere fast so uh, in the midst of all this I'm very excited about it though and I'm showing all my enthusiasm and she's just looking at me confused (laughs) 
<laughs> what is this guy doing? But, you know, apparently I, I told her I was a right stud and I'd slept with loads of people, so leave it to me, I'll sort us out. Um, she, on the other hand, had had boyfriends and stuff before and, you know, was a little more experienced. I should have just told her the truth and asked her what I was supposed to do instead of embarrassing myself. But anyway, so uh, I kept trying to do everything. And then finally, she says to me, just keep doing that. We're just normal, just normal where I'm on the top. She's on the, just what you call missionary. Yeah. You know, the style. Um, I, and I'm, I'm going for my life. And I mean, really, I, I mean, I'm like a, a captain solemnly going down with the ship. I'm not giving up. I'm in this now. And it finally starts to feel pretty great. And we're both enjoying it a lot. Anyway, her extremely religious and also very light footed mother. <laughs> suddenly made her appearance in the corridor. We hadn't even heard her come home. Nobody heard the door. Nobody heard the pitter-patter of those little feet coming up the stairs. Nobody heard her as she made her way down the corridor. But she knew what was going on. Clearly, she'd come to look for us in the girl's room, but we were in the spare room where I'd be sleeping. Now, because she's extremely religious and, you know, had the worst in mind, and maybe maybe I'd have knocked, but she didn't knock, she burst into the room. I leap up off this girl like, I don't know what you would call it. Have you ever seen that bit? Have you ever seen Brett the Hitman Hart jump off the top rope and elbow slam someone? Well, imagine if you put that video in reverse. (laughs) It was like a backwards top rope elbow slam. Um, So I leap off her backwards on rewind and I'm standing at the corner of the bed. The girl's on the bed pulling the covers up over herself um, I don't know who she's hiding from. I mean, her mum's seen her plenty of times and I've certainly been looking the last few minutes. Instinct, she's pulling the covers up. Her mum is now looking at both of us and something of a Mexican standoff ensues. We're all looking at each other and I'd, I'm fully naked. I don't know what to do. And at that point is when someone had to shoot first. <laughs> and as it turns out, it was me. The gun went off. Not even in my hand. I was just standing there. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have my hands on my hips or anything. I wasn't showing off, but I was standing there at the end of the bed. And the gun went off all over the end of the bed. (laughs) And they both watched the trajectory and they both looked at the end of the bed and both faces turned extremely sour. And the mum screamed blue murder. What the fuck is going? And she marches out of the room. The girl in question immediately starts crying, jumps up out of the bed, tells me to stay in there and runs down the corridor, presumably after her mum, on the by way of a dressing gown, I assume. I sit down on the edge of the bed, slightly, you know, away from, well, a little bit away from the edge for obvious reasons, (laughs) a little bit further down. And in my head, all I can think is, did I just have a threesome? (laughs) oh my god is that the worst virginity story you've ever heard in your life it was terrible oh my god it didn't put me off though i couldn't wait to try again but um yeah i was mortified so the next morning i went downstairs really early and i said sorry um you know, I saw the mum, I said, I'm really sorry about what happened last night. I hope you don't think that I disrespect the house or you, you know, just you were out. We've been going out for a little while, obviously, you know, we're 16 and 17. I had a very cool head on. We're 16 and 17. Um, we got a bit carried away. It doesn't mean, you know, that it's this or that. 
And she said, she said, well, I admire you for having the balls, which I thought was a very poor choice of words. I admire you for having the balls to uh, come down and say that. My respect for you has gone up no end. Um, you know, I think we'll be all right, but it might be best if you don't stay for a while. <laughs> she, was, she was right. Um, and that was that. But um, so that's all lost my virginity. I hope you enjoyed that, friends. Now you know something absolutely horrific about me. Great story, though. If you'd ever met me in real life and asked me to tell you, I'd tell you in a heartbeat. Oh, gosh, I've told that story over the years. And honestly, it's, it even still makes me laugh because it's so stupid. But there you go. Um, have a good day. I'll tell you how I got on with the challenge tomorrow. More insane stories from my ridiculous life. Bye, friends. <laughs>